You're tuned in to Retire Financially Fit with Barbara Swiatek, founder of SF Financial right here in Colorado Springs. The decisions that you make in the years leading up to retirement can really make or break your financial security in your golden years. With over two decades of experience helping families retire, Barbara has the advice you need to achieve peak financial fitness. I want to give them a show to remember and help our listeners retire financially fit. It's time to retire financially fit. Well, Peak 65 is here with record numbers of baby boomers set to turn 65 this year. And what it means is millions of Americans are facing decisions about Medicare, when to retire, when to start their Social Security, all big questions. So it's time for more advice to flex our financial muscles and retire financially fit. I'm your host, Ralph Hip, inviting you to listen in closely at Barb can really put you on a path to be able to save more money or make more money for retirement. Barb, we're into February now. Great to get together. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And it's always an awesome day when we get together with our listeners and give them great information that they'll be able to use to retire financially fit. And before we really get started today, Ralph, I wanted to make sure that our listeners know just how serious I am about making sure they're able to retire financially fit. I have a website that was set up for those that are serious about their retirement and want to get their hands on some powerful information that's absolutely free. So if they would go to retirefinanciallyfit.com, there are reports that can be immediately downloaded. But even better than that, they can request my book, Retire Financially Fit, and we'll mail you a copy and I'll even pay for the postage. I'm really concerned about the amount of people that I'm talking with, Ralph, that are not ready for retirement and how many times folks have told me they wish that they had known the things that we talk about a long time ago. So folks, please take me up on the offer and request our free copy of the book, Retire Financially Fit. It's my way of helping you have the retirement that you've always dreamt about and that you truly deserve. Absolutely, Barbara. Great to get a mention of that. Uh, You mentioned free postage. And I had a thought about, uh, I found some forever stamps in my desk drawer and they used to be what, 42 cents back uh-huh. then. I yes. think forever stamps and they sneak that in on you, Barb. I think they're about 65 or 66 cents to mail a letter now. So that free postage is a good idea. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Speaking of around 65, uh, this is going to be a record breaking year for our retirement system. Thanks to what we call peak 65. And the stats are, Barb, an average of 11,000. Americans a day are set to turn 65 all through this year. And we'll have more than 4 million Americans to turn 65 this year, every year through 2027. Those roles are really going to grow. Yes, they are. And this is a big year, Ralph. 11,000 Americans turning 65 a day. That's a lot of candles. So, uh, Ralph, with it so is, many yeah. people, yeah, it is. So, people turning 65, it means, you know, that the, we're going to have a lot of folks with a lot of questions when it comes to Medicare and Social Security. And people are trying to understand all the rules and are trying to figure out when they should or even if they can retire. And questions about when they should start their pensions, when should they start Social Security, whether they've saved enough. Lots of questions, lots of concerns. And this is really what we do. We answer those types of questions on a one-on-one basis, and we truly inspire to help our clients retire financially fit. Great. Hey, we've mentioned the website and Barb's book, Retire Financially Fit. Her phone number to reach out to her next week is 800-883-1518, right there in the heart of Colorado, 800-883-1518. So from that, Barb, and all these baby boomers into the retirement years, that is crazy. What impact does this have on our American economy with that many people entering retirement this year? Well, keep in mind that just because someone turns 65 doesn't mean that they will be retiring. Uh, Those can be two different things. But I do agree that with over 4 million Americans turning 65 over the next four years, we're going to see a lot less people in the workforce. And when we're not working, we are less apt to spend as much money as we do when we're working. And it also means that there's less people putting money into the Social Security and Medicare programs and more people starting Social Security and Medicare. So a lot of dynamics that are going to be changing over the next few years. 
Well, with these millions of people turning 65 and 24, millions of people also beginning their Social Security benefits. Barb, and let's go on to talk about the strain on our retirement system as more and more people start collecting those benefits. And would it be, do you necessarily have to retire at 65 to get Social Security benefits, or would you claim benefits at 65 in some other way? And those are good questions, um, and we need to talk about those. You know, if everyone were to start their Social Security benefits at 65, which, by the way, is not full retirement age for people turning no, 65 this year, and really even through 2027, it'll be a strain on the Social Security program. And some other things that we should discuss, Ralph, is we can start Social Security as early as 62, which is called early retirement. However, there will be a permanent reduction in your benefits, and I find that there's a lot of people that plan to start taking their benefits as soon as they can because they believe that they're going to get more by doing it that way. But actually, unless you plan on a very short life expectancy, it's better for you to wait until full retirement age to start your Social Security. And if you're going to work, it's better for you to wait until full retirement age. If you wait until age 70 to start your Social Security, you're going to get an 8% increase for each year that you wait from full retirement age to age 70. And just because you turn 65 does not mean that's when you should start your Social Security. So there's a lot of things to consider when trying to maximize your Social Security benefits. And that's why we believe a comprehensive retirement plan that will be the roadmap to help you make the best decisions for your retirement needs to be put into place. Right, that roadmap to retire financially fit. And Barb, as for me, I love to mention on the show, uh, I was a TV anchor man for 30 years and, and even more before that. So I was 68 and a half when I said, I'm not going to do the news anymore. 68 and a half. And I'm staring right down the barrel at 70. I'm going to be 70 very soon here. It's going to be a big celebration. So I'm really looking forward to it. And the Social Security people, I don't know if they'll send me a little card other than my <laughs> Social Security card, a little birthday card. Probably not. But, <laughs> Uh, they've been great to me the past year and a half, so 70, and here we go and looking forward to it. For people who are getting ready to retire, can you go over some of the key questions? I know you have about six questions, Barb, that we might want to be trying to answer right now. Well, let's see how many we can get through. Um, and, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear some of these questions that we're going to address because these are folks that are wanting to retire. And so the first one is, how much income will I need? And that's a great question. It's really one of the most important questions that needs to be answered before you should consider retiring. I mean, think about this, Ralph. When you're working, you receive a paycheck. That's how you pay the bills. And it gives you the, the lifestyle that you currently enjoy. But when you retire, where's the paycheck? How much guaranteed income and from what sources will you have coming in? And this could be income from a pension, Social Security. Will it be enough? And to answer if it'll be enough, we need to know our monthly cash flow needs. And then we need to stress test the impact of inflation and taxes on this income over a 20 to 30 year retirement. Another question I hear a lot is, how much of my retirement savings will still be taxed? And this is another question that's very important to understand. Just because you've saved $500,000 or a million dollars in your retirement accounts, it's not all yours to spend. You will be taxed on your withdrawals unless you have Roth 401ks or Roth IRAs. Otherwise, let's say you have 500000 saved and you're in the 20% tax bracket. You really only have 400000 And if you live in a state like Colorado, where we have a 5% state tax, you have even less. And this is really important when we're looking for ways to take wise distributions from our retirement accounts to minimize taxes. Another thing that I think is really important and a question I hear a lot is, do I have a plan for healthcare. And we all know how expensive health and long-term care has gotten, and we need a plan to contain these out-of-pocket expenses, a plan that will allow you to get the care that you need and not go broke. And this needs to include your prescription costs as well as dental and optical expenses. And if you were to have a serious illness or need a surgery, just the copays can cause financial problems. So we need to make sure that we have a good Medicare supplement to go along with our Medicare. And if you were to need assistance at some point in the future, maybe you have a diagnosis of Parkinson's or dementia, how are you paying for that? Medicare just doesn't pay for long-term care. And a lot of folks don't know or understand that. So one long-term care event can really wipe us out financially. And another one, if we've got the time here is, do I have a way to plan for the increasing costs 
over time. And you absolutely need a plan for increasing costs. Um, it's going to cost more 5, 10, 20 years from now for the very same lifestyle as you're paying today. Does your plan account for that? Inflation is real. And at just a 3% inflation, things double every 20 years. And we've been seeing higher than 3% lately on our inflation. So if your income doesn't keep up, then you're going to start taking larger withdrawals from your retirement accounts. And will those retirement accounts last as long as you need them to? So I have a legacy plan. You know, what does that include? And will it protect my estate and my heirs? And really, this is just something that we put off. We don't want to think about our estate and our legacy documents. That means we're talking about our end of life. And that's not always a pleasant thought. However, if you have a spouse, children, a church or a charity that you care about, it's really important to take the steps that you need to take so that you can make those difficult decisions today so that your loved ones don't have to make those for you later on. You can keep your affairs private. You can minimize taxes for your loved ones. You can keep your loved ones out of probate. And it doesn't have to be difficult or expensive to, to go through this process. Right. So those are the top questions that I th thought we might uh, spend a little time on today. Yeah. So it's uh, income savings, your guaranteed income, your health care costs, increasing costs over time, and the legacy. Barb, and to continue on with how we want to deal with those, uh, by the way, Barb's number is 800-883-1518. If you and your family go, we need to have this conversation, and we need to have it with Barb and SF Financial, 800-883-1518. When people get together with you, Barb, how do you come up with that comprehensive retirement plan helping us address those concerns I just mentioned, the income and taxes, inflation and health care in particular? Well, we talk almost every week about the financial endurance plan, but I'm not sure everyone understands just what it is. So let me explain real simply what our process is for creating a comprehensive retirement plan, because this is the roadmap to take you from where you are right now to and through retirement. And it starts with an income plan. To be able to retire and stay retired, we need guaranteed income each and every month. This is how you're going to pay the bills and continue with your lifestyle. And we need to know how we're going to replace our paycheck and also make sure that our income will continue for the rest of our lives. And it needs to account for taxes and inflation over a 20 to 30 year retirement. And then we need to have an investment plan. We shouldn't be investing the same way in our retirement years as we did in our working years. You know, when we're working, we're younger. We want growth. We're, we're willing to take more risk because we had time on our side. But as we approach retirement or we're in retirement, we want growth, but we also want to protect what we have because this is money that we're going to need to supplement our pensions and our Social Security, and it needs to last as long as we do. So making sure that we have diversification and balance and that our investment plan is in line with our overall retirement plan. And the third area is tax planning. You know, we already know that taxes are scheduled to go up January 1 of 2026. So looking for strategies to reduce or maybe even eliminate future taxes. And the fourth area is becoming more and more important, Ralph, and this is the health and the long-term care planning, making sure we take steps today to contain those out-of-pocket expenses so that, um, you know, a serious illness or assisted living is not going to wipe us out financially. And then that final area, a part of our comprehensive retirement plan is estate and legacy planning, making those difficult decisions today so that um, our family members don't have to make those for us later on. So these are the five key areas of retirement planning. And missing just one of these areas can mean the difference of retiring and hoping you'll be okay and retiring financially fit. Right. Hey, repeating her number, 800-883-1518 to reach Barb and SF Financial right there in the heart of Colorado, 800-883-1518. We'll get to another major topic of the day as the hour with Barb Swiatek continues in just a moment here. Don't go away. Your financial needs are unique, and they deserve to be addressed in a unique way. Sign up now for Barbara's free masterclass seminars at sffinancial.com to get the valuable information you need to build the future that you've always wanted. Sign up today at sffinancial.com. Quarters, just 25 cents. That's hardly anything, right? But Barbara Swiatek and her team at SF Financial Services see quarters a little differently. A quarter is a lot when it's a quarter of your retirement savings. Do you want to pay 25% or more in taxes during your retirement? Barbara can create a plan to help address taxes in retirement. If the only time you think about taxes is when you file them, you don't have a tax strategy. But it's not too late to get one. With help from Barbara Swiatek, act now to make sure you're not paying 
a quarter, dime, or even a penny more than you should. To learn more about how taxes could impact your retirement and ways you can potentially lower your future tax bill, get Barbara Swiatek's new book, Retire Financially Fit. To get your free copy, call SF Financial Services now, 800-883-1518. A quarter saved is a quarter earned. Call 800-883-1518. Firm may not give tax advice. Barbara Swiatek is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Barbara Switek's new book was written to take the confusion out of retirement planning. To secure your copy of Retire Financially Fit, call 800-883-1518. That's 800-883-1518. Welcome back into Retire Financially Fit with Barb Swiatek. I'm Ralph Hipp. There are millions and millions of articles you can find online about investing, tax planning, and planning your budget, everything you can think of when it comes to preparing for retirement. There are some important things to know when it comes to your financial future. Knowledge is power. There's a big but here. There's more to financial success than book smarts. They're going to talk psychology of money with Barb. <laughs> Barb, have you thought about the psychology of money and do we overthink our financial situations? I believe that there is a psychology of money, and it really includes that emotional and and cognitive aspects of how people manage, invest, and think about their money. It's it's helpful for me, you know, as the advisor, to understand where the client is coming from, their understanding of money, and overall help them make good, informed decisions and rational decisions. We have to look at the long-term goals. So yes, it's certainly something that I think we're becoming more aware of. And it used to be, um, you know, it was just the numbers. It's not just the numbers. It's how we react to a lot of things. So we're going to talk about that for sure. Right. And uh, we're going to discuss that topic more as we bring Morgan Housel into the conversation, Barb. And he's not with us at the microphone, but with us with some great sound bites, some audio clips here. Morgan is a partner at the Collaborative Fund and a former columnist at the Motley Fool and for the Wall Street Journal, the WSJ. And he's written a book called The Psychology of Money. Morgan Housel says there's more to your financial success than just what you know about money and the world of finance. But I think there's so much evidence that what matters in investing is not about what you know. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about where you went to school. It's just how you behave. It's about your relationship with greed and fear, your ability to take a long-term mindset, who you trust, how gullible you are, who you seek your information from. That's what actually matters. That's what moves the needle. And we tend to ignore that because it is not analytical. Interesting thoughts, Barb, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, we do tend to make decisions based on our emotions, and his book explores the behavioral and psychological aspects of money management, investing, personal finance, and it goes into the ways that people think and feel about their money and how these emotions and cognitive biases can influence their financial decisions. And he talks about the various cognitive biases that affect or give us maybe an overconfidence. And he talks about some of the aversions and things that we have, and he really encourages individuals to make more rational financial choices, all of which I think are relevant and and good advice. He also talks about risk on how it's an an inherent part of our investing and how individuals should manage it more effectively. So I think he's got a lot of good things, thought-provoking things for us to to really dive into and to understand why do we do what we do. And his book is very good about hitting on all those topics. Sure is. And makes us think about the situations that you go through in kind of a different way, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, we we see people who struggle with mental and emotional effects of money and and management and all those kind of things. And, you know, we've worked hard, uh, maybe 30 years, and we've been saving money during that time to use during our retirement. And most of us who are of retirement age have been through the ups and downs of the stock market. We've seen recessions and hard times. We want the money we have saved to be there for us, and we don't want to lose it, and we want to protect it, and we want it to grow, and we have fears and concerns when it comes to retirement. I mean, if we live a long time, will we have enough? And sometimes our questions are even more basic, such as, how much do I need to have saved so I can keep up with taxes and inflation, health care, long-term care, and not run out of money. And this is all mental and emotional. And we can show how the market you know, has done in the past or what it should do in the future. And we've been told by our advisors a lot of times that we're going to be okay with what we've saved. 
but then we have our doubts and we start thinking about, well, what if we have higher than usual inflation? What if taxes go higher? What if we have a serious illness? Did they account for all of those things? What if the stock market crashes just as you start going into retirement and now you have half as much as you thought you had and you need to start using those accounts to supplement your social security and your pensions? So these are all valid concerns and you know, you've never gone through retirement before. So there are a lot of unknowns. And that's why I strongly recommend anyone who's going to retire in the next five to 10 years, or who's already in their first five to 10 years of retirement, work with an advisor whose focus is on retirement planning, and who can help you create your own personalized financial endurance plan to help you endure the many years of retirement and retire financially fit. And speaking of which, that is the title of the book that Barb has written, Retire Financially Fit. And at retirefinanciallyfit.com on the website, can we order a copy of your book? And there's no charge even for a phone call, or there's no charge to ship that to our clients. It is complimentary. And I really encourage folks to go to retirefinanciallyfit.com and fill in a little bit of information so that we can get that mailed to you. I think it will answer a lot of questions. Barb's book, Retire Financially Fit, it's a little over 100 pages and a very good read, and it'll help you encapsulate everything that we talk about on the show. Right now for uh, this weekend's program, We're discussing the book, The Psychology of Money, by Morgan Housel, both as a concept and as the book written by Mr. Housel. And here's another clip, Barb. In this one, Morgan says that we really almost have it backwards in the way that we teach about finance. What is most important gets most ignored in this field. And even when we are teaching basic financial skills to people, it's the math equations and how to balance a checkbook, which are are great skills. I'm I'm not demeaning those in the slightest. But there's so much evidence that all that matters, all that matters, that's the right word to use, is just your behavior with money. And I say that because you can be the smartest person in the world. You can have a PhD in finance from MIT. But if you lose your head during a market decline, if you panic during a market decline, none of your intelligence matters. Barb, I was also thinking of people who hit the panic button. We said, we, we don't know what to do. We had planned for this. There's some unexpected events going on. We hit the panic button, and because we panicked, we sort of lost track of the analytical part of our finances. Do you see a lot of people around Colorado hitting the panic button, and then they sort of lose their way in this maze of money management? They do if they don't have a plan. And so really what he was just talking about, and to answer your question, it really goes back to what I was talking about a few moments ago. We can have the statistics, the spreadsheets, the columns, and we can talk about standard deviation and variations, but we are human and emotions are part of the equation. Understanding the big picture, what are the goals and the objectives that we want to achieve? Having growth, but also protecting our assets and increasing the odds in our favor that we will not run out of money along with having that personalized financial endurance plan to help our clients get the results that they're looking for and have the the flexibility that when the, the things happen that are unexpected, that we've, we've already talked about those things, we've planned for those things. So Ralph, it's in my opinion that financial success is not solely determined by intelligence, but also by financial behaviors such as budgeting, saving, and investing wisely, and having also behavioral traits like discipline, delayed gratification, and financial literacy. These things are all very, very important. And having that financial endurance plan to fall back on, the roadmap to take you from here to where you want to go, that helps us get through difficult times. Sure does. Barb, I'm also very curious to know in the people that you talk with there in the middle of Colorado, if they have less money set aside, are they more prone to hit the panic button because they're losing what little they have? Or if they have lots of money put away, they really do not panic quite as much. Does the income level we have in retirement savings affect how we deal with this emotionally and mentally, do you think? I, good points, Ralph. And I, I believe you're onto something that certainly, you know, when we don't have as much, um, when we see the rising costs, we see inflation, taxes, you know, are, are high for a lot of folks. We, we do, we feel it more. We don't have as much wiggle room. You know, we're, we're in more of that survival mode versus those that are, are more comfortable. They have more income. Maybe they don't have as big of a, a spending habits, different things, but every situation, every family is different and unique. And when we are creating those plans for individuals, we take that in consideration. And so we have to build plans that are best for them. And that's why no two plans are the same. Yeah, we've discussed each individual plan for a client of Barb's is like a Colorado snowflake. They're all unique in their own way. Absolutely. 
Where do you think, Barb, there are some other areas where our behavior matters as much or more than our actual money intelligence, the, the mm-hmm. way we act and the way we think? Well, um, I think relationships. <laughs> I mean, we sure. need good communication skills along with empathy. I find that people with strong interpersonal skills, they tend to have a more fulfilling personal and professional relationships with others. They have the ability to maybe resolve conflicts and negotiate effectively. All those things help us with, you know, just getting along and, and folks that are good at listening and, and that can compromise if necessary and how to, to manage conflicts. I think that those are important. Also, also leadership. It, and it requires a combination of intelligence and strong leadership qualities like vision and communication and empathy and the ability to motivate and inspire others. Leadership is as much about how one behaves and interacts with a team as it is about cognitive abilities. Also positive behaviors and habits such as gratitude and resilience and mindfulness have a profound impact on overall happiness and well-being. And these behaviors can often and outweigh raw intelligence in terms of life satisfaction and making healthy choices. Managing your behavior can have a more significant impact on health than intelligence alone. Even being a good parent, it involves a wide range of behavioral skills, including patience and empathy and effective communication and really the ability to provide emotional support. So and lots and lots of areas that this can be applied. Barb, I'd also noticed a lot of financial literacy classes in high schools mm-hmm. for our teens and for parents and schools to work together, train our kids about managing money and how to write a check and online banking and all that and give them some financial literacy early. When I heard the term financial literacy, I think about teenagers and, and that's a good thing. Absolutely. But it's if our entire world of finance is kind of putting the cart before the horse when it comes to how we learn about financial concepts and how we put them into play in the real world. We're talking with Barb Swiatek about the psychology of money on the show today. We talk a lot about financial knowledge and know-how, but there is a psychology of money. This is Ralph Hipp along with Barb Swiatek, and the show is Retire Financially Fit. We'll continue the conversation here in just a moment. For more great resources and information on how to get started with your retirement plan, visit retirefinanciallyfit.com. That's retirefinanciallyfit.com. Could you end up paying too much in taxes when you retire? Find out by getting Barbara Switek's tax guide at retirefinanciallyfit.com. That's retirefinanciallyfit.com. Welcome back into the Barb Swiatek Radio Show, Retire Financially Fit through SF Financial, and this is Ralph Hipp. Well, with that world of finance, we learn how to put our financial concepts into implementing them in the real world. We talk a lot about financial knowledge and know-how. You can read a lot of books about that. Today, we're learning there's a psychology of money, and that's the book we're discussing from Morgan Housel, who wrote the book, The Psychology of Money. And here's more from Morgan. If you get caught up in the excitement of a bubble, None of your intelligence, none of your academic credentials, none of the fact that you know the formulas, none of that matters if you're going to lose your cool when it matters most. That's why the behavior is not just an important part. It's really the base of the pyramid. And until you've checked that box of figuring out your own financial psychology, none of the analytical skills matter until then. So, Barb, as we hear more from Morgan Housel on the psychology of money, how do you help people in Colorado avoid that emotional reaction like overreacting Hmm. and losing their cool with their money? We discussed hitting the panic button. And what are some other things you've seen in your career on this? Well, I I think it comes down to balance. And and we need to understand some of the basic concepts. But our clients do not have to be the, the broker or the advisor. That's what they hire us to do. We need to know the numbers, such as our monthly budget. They need to know that, how to maximize Social Security, when's the best time to retire, when you should start your pension. And they may not be, you know, when you retire is when you should start some of these things. Or And we need to know how much income do you need this year compared to maybe 10, 20, 30 years from now because of inflation and taxes and understand the impact of health and long-term care issues. But then we need to understand your comfort level when it comes to your investments and making sure there's good diversification in all of our allocations and understand how you felt when the stock market had a correction in 2001 and 2008. And even last year, there was a correction of over 20%. So there's a lot involved with retirement planning and it includes the right and the left brain. And yes, we have to understand some of the numbers, but then we also have to understand how that can impact us emotionally 
and how we respond to things so that we keep things in balance. We keep things checked. And if we have that plan to fall back on when things start getting, it makes us feel anxious that we go back to the plan and it helps us settle down and we work our plan. Right. Hey, Barb, let's go over one final lesson on our behavior about finances and money. And writer Morgan Housel, who wrote this book, The Psychology of Money, we're discussing today, says one of his first jobs was as a valet at a fancy L.A. hotel where he learned about uh, being around a lot of very wealthy people and rich people all the time. I think what was really interesting to me was getting to know some of these people who were driving Ferraris and Rolls Royces. Some of them actually were not even that wealthy. They were like mediocre, successful people who spent half their income on a, on a car lease payment. And that to me was really astounding because that just blew apart all of the impressions, my first impressions that I had of these people. So that was a really formative experience that taught me a lot about the psychology of money. Sort of back to that, do we worry so much about all the money if we have a lot of it? <laughs> uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts about what Morgan just said and your thoughts about our income level and the psychology of money depending on our, our wealth? I think uh, there is a, a valid point to that. We still have a lot of folks who want to, you know, we want to keep up with the Joneses. We want to show out. Um, oh, sure. you know? yeah. And so we've got those types of things going on. But going back to when you have a plan in place that we've created for these clients, they understand how it works. And that's in a positive or a negative stock market environment. So, you know, it keeps you from becoming anxious when you see things that are happening and they start affecting your finances. But even the wealthy, um, you know, they didn't get that way unless they received, you know, an inheritance or something. They got that way by making good decisions and they don't have all their assets in one place. They're well diversified. And for our clients, we want them to know that, you know, we can handle the ups and downs if we have a plan for it. And we also eliminate some of those concerns by knowing that we have guaranteed income regardless of what the stock market does and that we plan for increased taxes and inflation. And we have a plan for minimizing taxes and, and planning for the health and the long-term care needs. And they also know that I'm here for them and that they can talk to me if they have concerns. And if we need to make adjustments, we certainly can. And Ralph, I've going back to the three worlds of money, I've showed them how, you know, we have to have our money in three different places and that the first world is no risk and liquidity and having that six to 12 month of emergency funds. And the second world is for income so that we know that we have the income to complement our social security and our pensions, even with taxes and inflation. And that the third world is growth and making sure that our money is keeping up with inflation and, and taking some risk, but not with all of your money. So what we create for our clients, Ralph, is a comprehensive plan, not just how to invest in the stock market, but how to get through the possible 30 years of retirement. And it's not something to take lightly and that you hope everything's going to be okay. We want our clients to know that they have a plan in place. And these are clients, whether they are in everyone else's um, idea of what wealthy is, their definition of wealth, or folks that are just trying to get by, we can always improve on and we can help deal with that emotion by having a plan in place. Barb, you did bring this up, that keeping up with the Joneses and putting on a show that we want people to think we're wealthy, people giving the appearance of being rich or more financially confident than they really are. And I think that ties into a financial behavior we see sometimes known as the fear of missing out. Do you have any concept of that and what can happen if we're driven by the fear of missing out? Yeah. You know, I've always said, if you want to be wealthy, do what the wealthy do. They're smart and they have advisors to help them make good decisions. They understand emotions, but they don't run on emotions. They make sound financial decisions. Even the Bible tells us to seek wise counsel in everything. And sometimes I find we do what we do because it was what our parents did, or it's what we see our friends doing. And that may be okay if they're living the life that you want, but if they're not, you may want to seek your own counsel. And keep in mind, their circumstances may be totally different than yours. Do you remember, Ralph, there's a story that um, it was called The Tale of the Ham? I don't know that tale. Can you recap the tale for me? Sure. It, it's so cute. I mean, it's about a newlywed couple who was preparing a ham for a special family dinner. Okay. And as they were about to put the ham in the oven, the wife cut off both ends of the ham before placing it in the roasting pan. 
And her husband, who was watching all of this, he asked, why did you cut off both ends of the ham? Is that some family secret? And the wife replied, well, that's how my mother always did it when she cooked a ham, and I learned it from her. So he was very curious and a little bit puzzled about all of this, and he decided to call his mother-in-law to ask about this ham-cutting tradition. And when he got her on the phone, he asked, why did you always cut off both ends of the ham when you cooked it? And his mother-in-law chuckled, and she said, I did that because my oven was too small to fit a whole ham. So I had to cut <laughs> off the ends to make it fit. So, you know, the moral of the story is to encourage critical thinking and not blindly follow traditions or practices without understanding their reasoning. And it also highlights the importance of asking why and challenging assumptions to avoid unnecessary or outdated actions. And I would recommend an advisor such as myself, whose focus is on retirement planning and who will personalize a plan that's really specific to you and not just take something that is cookie cutter for everyone. Right. Oh, good advice. Uh, if you remember the story of the ham, the tale of the ham, folks. The tale of the ham, yes. Yeah, that'll help you remember what Barb has just mentioned here. Barb, let's discuss your book, Retire Financially Fit. And you address this concept of whether we panic or whether we're very analytical and very calm in our dealings with financial planning of the future. What do, do you talk yes. about in your book? And give me your philosophy of it. Well, um, certainly if we are going to be reactionary, it's going to cause us to make decisions that we will usually regret. And so the biggest thread that you will see through the book is understanding the importance of a plan. Now we call our plan the financial endurance plan, and it highlights the five key areas of retirement planning. And that's our income, investment, tax, health and long-term care, and estate and legacy planning. If we have those five areas buttoned down and we have a plan for each of those, then it will help us endure the many years of retirement. Having just one of those areas not functioning like it should, not properly funded, not working with the other pieces, it can cause us problems. And what this does, when you have this roadmap and then those situations come, whether it be, you know, an illness, whether it be the stock market is doing a major correction, we don't resort to just the emotions and react. We have a plan. If we stick to the plan and we've given our plan enough wiggle room for the unexpected, it will help us get through without panicking and uh, we'll be able to work our plan. That's great. Avoid the panic, stay analytical, and have that combination of both. You know, you need to have an urgency about your thinking, but don't go overboard on hitting the panic button. As you get in touch with Barb Swiatek at SF Financial, the phone number in the heart of Colorado, anywhere you're listening to our show today, is 800-883-1518, 800-883-1518. You can also read that book that Barb has written, you know, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. We recommend that, but Barbara Swiatek's Retire Financially Fit is available online free. She'll send it to you complimentarily, if that's a word. <laughs> send it to you. I'll, she'll send it to you for free, folks, and the phone call is free too. The website is retirefinanciallyfit.com. Barb, any other thoughts on the psychology of money before we move on to our final segment here? I think the big thing is, is we're human. We need to realize sure. that we do have emotions and, and uh, understanding our finances help and having a plan in place, it will help us stay on track. That's great. Well, uh, once again, read Morgan Housel's book, read Barb's book, and you'll be more retiring financially fit and in shape for that. We'll be back to wrap up our show for this weekend in just a moment, so don't go away. This is Ralph Hippelar with Barb Swiatek of SF Financial. For more insight on retirement planning, check out Barb's podcast. Just search for the best of Retire Financially Fit on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Imagine for a moment that an intense storm is pounding your house. Will your roof leak? Will the siding peel away? Will your basement flood? If your house is properly built and maintained, you'll be fine. What about your 401k or your investments? The stock market has had a great run the last few years, but is its current turmoil making you feel uneasy? Are you confident your portfolio is built to weather a financial storm? Now may be a great time to see if your retirement plan is built to last. In her book, Retire Financially Fit, Barbara Swiatek talks about what you need to do before you retire to make sure your retirement is on solid ground. To get your free copy of Retire Financially Fit, call Barbara Swiatek and the team at SF Financial Services today at 800-883-1518. Don't let your retirement get caught in the rain. 800-883-1518. That's 800-883-1518. 
Barbara Swiatek is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. Registered investment advisor, investing involves risk. Your financial needs are unique, and they deserve to be addressed in a unique way. Sign up now for Barbara's free masterclass seminars at sffinancial.com to get the valuable information you need to build the future that you've always wanted. Sign up today at sffinancial.com. Welcome back in. You're in the right place on the radio, uh, Barb Swiatek, SF Financial. I'm Ralph Hipp along with Barb Swiatek on Retire Financially Fit. We're faced with questions every day, like what are we having for dinner? Uh, when is our meeting we planned? How was your day? And people just go, you know, they don't even think about it, Barb. They, oh, it was fine. Uh-huh. How was your day? <laughs> it was great. So these are questions that are or should be very easy to answer. And when you're getting into the years of considering retirement, the questions get a lot more complicated. Barb, as we talk about our our final topic of the day today, four questions about retirement. We probably have more than that. Uh, What four questions do you think we might want to ask if we're getting close to hitting the button on, like, I want to go into retirement now? And I think that's a great question, Ralph. And I want to let our listeners know that I go into many questions that people have when they're getting close to retirement. And in the book that I wrote, Retire Financially Fit, we cover a lot of that. And I feel it's so important that everyone who wants those answers can get a copy. I'm offering our listeners a free copy of the book. All you need to do is go to retirefinanciallyfit.com and tell us where you want to have us send the book. And I'll even pay the postage. I mean, I don't want there to be any reason that you don't have this book. All right. So now let me answer your question, Ralph. And I believe it was, what are some of the questions that folks have when they are getting close to retirement? And we had four. <laughs> and we have four. We All have right. Four. And, we and have throw four. in another one, Barb, if you think of another one. All right. So number one. I think the most important question that um, I hear all the time is, so Barb, when can I retire? And that's a great question. And the answer is going to be different for everyone. And actually, to answer that question, I'd need to ask several more questions such as, are you married? Is your spouse working? Do you have a pension? How much is your social security? How much are your monthly expenses? Does your spouse have a pension? How much is uh, your social security? How is your health? And uh, these are just some of the things that help us better answer that question when we can retire. And then the next question that I'm asked a lot is, um, have I saved enough? And that's another great question. But before I could answer that question, I need to ask several more questions, such as how much have you saved in your 401k or your IRAs? How much has your spouse saved in their retirement accounts? I would need to know again, is there a pension? How much will you receive in Social Security? And the same for your spouse. What plan do you have to contain those out-of-pocket expenses for health and long-term care expenses? I would need to run an analysis to stress test for inflation and taxes on your plan to make sure that you've saved enough, especially if you live into your 90s. Um, Another question that I know those that are thinking about retirement uh, ask is, will my money last? And that's going to depend on how much you need to take care of your monthly expenses. If you need $5,000 a month and you only have $4,000 coming in, then you're going to need to make up that difference with your retirement savings. And if your retirement accounts are, let's say, in mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, you know, in the stock market, and and if that stock market has a a downturn over a year or maybe two, uh, can that cause a problem? Yes, it can. Could it cause you to run out of money before you run out of life? Absolutely. Oh, and and don't forget, higher inflation and or higher taxes also means that you're going to need to use more of your retirement accounts, maybe even faster than you wanted. And the last one that I'll mention, Ralph, is will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? And really... um, that's endearing to me when I hear that because it really shows how much you care and you're thinking about your your spouse and other loved ones. But when I hear someone ask this, I know that, you know, that they they want to make sure they're doing what's right by their their family and they want to make sure that they're going to be okay. And so there are many things that can be done to make sure that your loved ones will be okay when you're gone. And one is making sure that you don't leave them with debt. And another is making sure that you don't leave them broke because you had to spend down all of your assets so that maybe you could get the health and the long-term care that you needed. Maybe have a nice life insurance uh, policy in place, and then also have your estate and legacy plan in place. So those are just the top four that I, I wanted to touch on today. Barb, I just thought of a thought on that final question there. And uh, have you ever, or is it a great idea, as we know that one of the parents is at end of life, to have the the mom and the dad and the major family members who would be involved in financial decisions? Do you meet with all of them around the conference table 
and like when your father, when your mother passes, here's what we're going to do. Is that a terrific idea? And do you do that once in a while and not have the the son or the daughter or daughter-in-law go, where are we here? I have no idea where we are after he passed. Yeah, so a lot of times um, we have folks, you know, way before they're ever going to, they're going to need those estate and legacy planning good, documents. Yeah, good idea. Uh, you know, we have those prepared way in advance. We do bring in the family members. Um, a lot of times they want to know and understand. We give our clients a binder, which I think is very important, that has all of their, their documents in there, including their estate and legacy planning documents as well. But anymore, it doesn't seem like it's always in the conference room that we have these these conversations. It's around it's with a Zoom meeting because we've got kids all mm, over the mm-hmm. U.S. But uh, yes, we do that so that they have an idea of what's going on. They feel part of it. So when mom and dad do pass, they just feel a lot more comfortable with uh, their affairs and that they know that they can reach out to us and that we'll help them through the process. Sure. And if you and your family need to have that conversation, once again, to reach Barb Swiatek and her team at SF Financial, that phone number is 800-883-1518. And Retire Financially Fit, conveniently enough, retirefinanciallyfit.com is the name of her website. Let's add a little more context, Barb, to these four questions on retirement, which we're talking about. And going back to that first one, have I saved enough? I imagine that question is probably one of the first ones that people have (laughs) and first ones they ask. So how do you help them find an answer on have I saved enough? Well, you are absolutely right, Ralph. It is the number one question that people have. And the best way to help them find the answer is to take an accounting of the different accounts that they've been saving in. Are they traditional retirement accounts or Roth accounts? Because with Roth accounts, we know that taxes won't have an effect on their balances. We also need to know how much income that they'll have coming in every month, as well as what is their expected monthly cash flow needs. And the difference between the income and the expenses is called the gap. And the gap will be filled by taking withdrawals from your retirement accounts. We also need to factor in taxes and inflation and life expectancy. And then we look at the other possible expenses such as health and long-term care and how much risk they're taking in their investments. And then we can give a pretty good assessment and answer the question, have they saved enough? Well, for me and probably a lot of people in Colorado and around the nation, our sources of income, we have three, your pension, your Mm -hmm. social security, and what's in your retirement account you've built up. Most of us have three, that three-legged stool. How many sources of income do people usually have in retirement, Barb? Is it three or sometimes more? A lot of times I don't see that folks have the pension. So a lot of times that three-legged stool is really a two-legged stool. It's going to fall over. Uh, It could fall over. And a lot of times folks don't even have Social Security if they paid into um, a different pension. So for us here in Colorado, it's it's the para. I see that come up a lot. Um, Sometimes folks have rental income. They could have income from dividends and interest, um, you know, other interest type accounts, whether that be bonds or whatever that might be. So, you know, the the three-legged stool is ideal, but if we're missing one of those legs, then we need to find a way to shore it up. And... uh I had mentioned on the show several times, uh, I used to be a news anchor man, and they signed us up to a contract for three years, three years, three years at a time. And I knew the date of when the last one expired. So I had that, that's my retirement date. It's right there in black and white. Some people may not have it so easy. What are some of the ways that we can figure out our retirement date, Barb? What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's part of that comprehensive planning that we do, Ralph. And before you make such an important decision as to when you're going to retire, you really want to make sure that you know how much income that you're going to have coming in when you let that that paycheck go. And then you need to to look at your monthly cash flow needs to uh, be able to maintain your lifestyle. And then stress testing everything with a 20 to 30 year stress of inflation and taxes to make sure that you're going to be okay. Okay. And we have to know when is the best time to start your pension and your Social Security. And this isn't always the same time that you retire. Uh, sometimes the plan doesn't include that. It, we can do it a different way and, and it looks much, much better. So I want to make sure that we also have an idea of, you know, what will work, what your life expectancy is. If you're married, um, there's a lot of things to consider. And it's all part of a holistic, comprehensive plan. Right. And uh, what are some of the ways you help your clients in Colorado come up with a budget for retirement? And is the budget, when you come up with that, is that a real eye-opener for them? Did they think they would probably spend less in retirement or they knew they would be spending more in retirement? And this is kind of tricky, Ralph. I mean, we need to have an idea of what we want coming in to really continue that lifestyle. And we know that there'll be expenses in retirement that you don't have now. 
And we also have expenses now that you may not have in retirement. But can we start with maybe our current budget? And then we could eliminate things that you know that you're not going to have in retirement. And then we can plan on some of the other expenses, such as travel and hobbies and all the fun things that you're wanting to do in retirement. And certainly uh, during those go-go years that we talk about, you know, what are we wanting to do and have the money for that? But then we also need to add in the health care expenses and, and prescriptions and, and the things that are going to come in the slower go years and then health and long-term care expenses of the no-go years. And so these are all part of really looking at our budget for retirement. Right. Barb, I can't believe we're getting down to the end of another hour here. And one of the things that you mentioned many times on the show, of course, saving our money for retirement, that's one thing. It's a whole different ballgame to make sure your money lasts as long as you do. How do we ensure that we don't outlive what we've saved? Well, we certainly don't want to guess at something as important no as guesswork. all of this. No. And so the best thing that we can do is have multiple sources of guaranteed income. And this is income that will last the rest of our life. We don't want to get that through you know, just the traditional IRA, a brokerage account, a stock or a bond. I mean, that's great. We need to know those things. But we also have to look at other types of investments that can go you know, up in value, but sometimes they go down in value. And you take a look at how you're going to take withdrawals from these types of investments. And they could eventually hit a zero balance, especially if there's a market fluctuation and certainly a decline if you live into your 90s. And we want income that's guaranteed for the rest of our life. And this can be done, Ralph, through using a strategy or a tool that's called an income annuity. And a lot of folks are not aware of that, but it is a powerful tool. And we discuss that if it's appropriate. Right. Any final thoughts, Barb, before we say goodbye to our audience and let them go live their lives for another week before we come back? Retirement is something that you have been working towards for a very long time. It's not something that you just want to wing and hope that you get it right. A plan will help make sure that you reach your destination and that you don't run out of money before you run out of life. I want you to be able to retire financially fit. And I know, Barb, uh, when you have a conversation, you you do include the risk of retirement. And uh, when you get together with Barb, what are the risks we're taking in doing this? And be sure to ask Barb about that. Well, I'll be asking you a lot more questions when we get together again next time, Barb. And it's always uh, been a treasure and a pleasure to be with you. And we'll see you again next weekend, right? I look forward to it, Ralph. Okay. This is Ralph Hip, And for Barb Swiatek and her whole team at SF Financial right there in Colorado Springs, thanks for joining us for all or most of this hour. We really appreciate it. And we'll get together again and help you retire financially fit again next time. That's all the time we have for today's show. On behalf of Ralph and my team at SF Financial, we want to thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information helpful. And as always, our goal each week is to help you retire financially fit. Barbara Swiatek is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. SF Financial Retirement Wealth Advisors and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with the professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information or situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less when originally invested. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A page four for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. This radio show is a paid placement. Who likes uncertainty? Wall Street certainly doesn't. With near-record inflation and partisan politics, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. What will America's future look like? How will you be affected? Will your taxes go up? Will your savings go down? 
For more than a decade here in Colorado Springs, Barbara Switek has seen uncertainty come and go. No matter what the future holds, Barbara Switek customizes plans designed to help preserve your finances in uncertain times. And you can be sure there'll be unpredictable times in the future. Barbara Switek and the team at SF Financial are local, independent financial advisors. Call 800-883-1518 today and schedule a visit. If uncertainty is causing you to feel insecure, Barbara Switek can help. Call 800-883-1518. Firm offers insurance services. Barbara Switek is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal.